Hello, my name is Brendan Hales, and this is the first episode of the People of Passions podcast. Um, on today's episode, we had Marty Strecker. He is a photographer, and we had a really wonderful conversation about all things photography and how he's been able to build his photography business into what it is today. And without further ado, let's get into the show. So, Marty, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I understand you're inter- interested in photography and all that sort of stuff. So, my first question for you is like, how did you start with that? We have a manufacturing business we've been doing that for many years um even though i've had a camera in my hand since forever uh the camera was never really used it was more of as a reference than anything else and with our business it was let's give it a little bit of a rebrand we're going to you know need some content and so on that was about 2016 and i just did some quick stuff on the iphone just to because my camera that i had at the time i don't know it had a moldy lens or whatever it was so that i Use the phone and, um, you know, got some cool shots. It was great to kick off a bit of a reshuffle and brand for our manufacturing business. We make timber outrigger canoe paddles. So tell me more, more about, that, about that. Like how did you integrate your photography into your business? Like did you see a, a need to expand yourself digitally in some way? Absolutely. That was our um, step into Instagram and um, Facebook after that. But yeah, Instagram was obviously image heavy mm-hmm. at the time and probably a little bit late to the party even back then. And um, But I wanted to redo the website completely, and uh, which we did. Just did it ourselves and um, needed some images to go with it, some product of our, you know, photos of our product. And then just some cool scenes of what our paddling looks like. You know, if I go down the beach with a canoe or with other paddlers or, you know, a nice sunset or sunrise. And um, then I thought, ah, oh, looking good. I might get another camera. So bought another camera, just a little kit one, and um, expanded on that, you know, and it just sort of grew that the photography started to really take hold as a deliberate. Now, you're the owner, owner of this business, is that right? You're Yes. And how did that start? Like how did you get into – is it canoe, canoe building, is that right? Or uh, – the paddles that we paddles, use paddles, for right. yeah. outrigger canoeing. Yeah. So w- we lived down at um, the beach where there was a resort being built and we were doing – we're a cabinet maker by trade, that's what I do. And there was a need there to get some paddles when I started paddling. And they said, oh, can you – think you could make a paddle? It shouldn't be too hard. I work with Timber all the time. So, yeah, so we started that business and that took over then from – our general cabinet making. Cabinet making was changing at that time also, going to you know, not so much furniture and construction. It was more like flat pack, mm. that style, the way it currently is. And, um, yeah, so our paddles really took off with the sport. The sport was very, very nothing at that time in Australia, huge in Tahiti and Hawaii. But, um, yeah, and our paddles, we built ourselves with the, the sport as it grew. So how did you actually design them? Did you like have to find a whole bunch of reference material for it or did, did you just sort of wing it basically? We, yeah, we, there was other paddles around, um, not very many, but you could get magazines. I was trying to think, you, don't, you wouldn't have got anything online. Um, but yeah, you see something and you go, oh yeah, and then we tried many different things and processes and timbers and then eventually you know, settled on a, a combination of things to make them lightweight, strong and uh, well-protected, easy to use 
and you know we just changed shapes and designs over the years but the basic templates that we started off with and shapes and um, shaft angles we still use those today and one of the aspects of this podcast is that i'm actually also wanting to actually come to people's businesses and actually like shoot some stuff to like show the process of like what some things they do so i'd love to come down and like do a quick couple 30 seconds yeah. or something like that just to sort of give some overlay of what's you're actually talking about because people are like paddles what is paddle <laughs> paddle ball stick what are you talking about no but uh no that's that's quite interesting i didn't, didn't expect you actually go down the rabbit hole of um paddles i thought this was going to be photography oh yeah, yeah gears lenses yeah. and lots of stuff but no we ended up paddles that's cool <laughs> yeah but, that, but that's the that's the whole story and everyone's got that story mm. is what led them to somewhere yeah and with the paddles you know that needed to be out there a bit more you know we need to push it up so and that you know that was a step to another angle of creativity to show what we do and what we like and what we see out in that paddling world because i was on the ocean most days probably you know for years and years and years and years so how, how did you like with your instagram like how did that like where did you start with the instagram did you see like oh yeah we should just make some product and like link it to the website or how did you go about that um, got a few images, got the website up. I thought, ah, okay, good way to promote it, get in front of more people and just a different way of showing them what we're around. Was oh, yeah, I just took pretty pictures and usually I stuck a paddle in there or a canoe. Mm. It took me a long time to eventually put myself in it, you know, do like a uh, – put the camera on a tripod or something and walk out and do something mm. because it was hard to get a subject to do exactly what I wanted. Mm. Uh, my family weren't that keen. And so now I get a little bit of stick, you know. Oh, there's no photo of you in this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I suppose, you know, you've got, you got to be able to demonstrate your product in a very convincing way. Yeah. Um, like, ha like, have you seen, like, what's, you been, what's your business been like? So have you just started from that and you've, like, escalated it from there? Or have you got, like, an entire production line for it? Or how, how did, how's that working out for you? Yeah, our, our paddles... Probably before 2016, in the late 90s, 2000s, that was um, like the peak of it for us where we probably had up to five, six people in our little shop manufacturing. So we were very, very busy doing that. And But the sports plateaued and I got some other – we did another business for whatever reason, you know, more eggs in the basket, but that really – wasn't the best thing to do mm. because it diluted my attention to all those things. Mm. So um, that was that was a bit of a a good idea at the time, but really didn't have the resources to yeah. spread myself thin or get other people to do to fill those gaps and make that happen better. Um, so kind of dropped the ball on the paddles, and it's just been bumbling along, which we've sort of just recently been able to gear up again to get it into more of a mainstream. Then you've got other factors like China coming on board, mm. other competitors come and go. Um, but, excuse me, there's been, um, you know, changes in everything. It's like digital photography mm. to from the old analogue. You know, there's things that you've got to deal with. Oh, no, no, no. Speaking of going back to analogue, I actually have gone back to analogue. I started with digital. And gone back there as well. I've actually got a couple of um, uh, 35 millimeter cameras because mm. I'm actually uh, my actual last assignment was actually photography. Oddly enough, even though I've been doing photography for like seven or eight years <laughs> up until that point, but okay. 
fine, but um, I decided for my last assignment to actually do a photo shoot purely on 35 millimeter mm. just to sort of challenge myself. I was dabbling here and there with 35, but I was like, nah, for the last one you should, it should it's, like, it's like it comes full, full circle. Yeah. And um, you know, shot a few rolls. I did like a, like a fake fashion brand. I had to, I created it from scratch. The, the brand name means absolutely nothing. It's Bedrock and Co. Fashion Design. I thought of it because I was watching the Flintstones one day. And <laughs> so I, I did that and uh, I thought, well, we'll do it all on 35 and see how we go. And it actually turned out pretty all right. I was yeah. pretty chuffed about it. And uh, I've sort of dabbled it, continued to dabble in it here and there. Color, black and white? Um, I did color for the um, for the fashion shoot. And I ended up sending that that film away to get developed because I wasn't game to do that myself. But I have I ha- happened to come into possession of like two developing tanks, mm. just randomly. Someone just goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, take them." And I didn't even touch them for like four or five years. Mm. They've just been sitting in my stuff, and I was like, "Hang on, if you'd actually try and do this." And I actually went and bought some actually developing chemicals a couple of months ago. And I've d- I've done a couple of roles here and there, but it's a long process. Mm. You know, I've I'm slowly but surely stacking up. There's like several roles in my fridge waiting to be developed at the moment. <laughs> they haven't gotten to, but hopefully, sometime this weekend on the weekend after that, I'll get to it. Yeah, I've got an analog or a film camera mm. as well, which I've just got loaded black and white in there. Mm. But um, yeah, I haven't taken too many on it. It's it's one thing I like about the film, which I try and pretend that I have a film camera even with my digital mm. is, you know, just to take your time and look at the scene and try and make the most out of it before you push the button and to, you know, make make the photo not to just take a snapshot. And um, that's where film comes into it because you can't just reel off, you know, a thousand photos. It's crazy. No, I, I, I agree with that 100% because it, it sort of forces you to look at, photography is like oh, okay what are you actually doing are you taking pictures or are you trying to make art with it mm. <laughs> you know so yeah like yesterday um was yesterday no um sunday yeah during father's day across the road here there was um that uh, jazz in the park yeah. what it was and i thought you know what i'm gonna take my camera out film camera and i put on a 135 millimeter lens on it just to try and like push in because it felt a bit weird just like walking into the middle of the crowd just going the 50s so that felt weird but uh no it was pretty good yeah. I only did maybe like five six shots at Bex and best and I was like oh, it's yeah hot. <laughs> yeah yeah I was there um shooting as part of a job so oh okay yeah probably saw me ra- walking around with a tripod and I'm this was at like two o'clock I was like oh, I'll just oh, go for a walk okay. I'll go for a walk see what happens and I'm just like <laughs> yeah I didn't I, I think I come in after that but it was a good it was a good um good evening actually yeah really good um, mm. Now what to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, what? How do you? Okay, so you went from paddles to discovering photography. So I guess like the next question is like, how did you sort of build a bit of a business with that? Yeah, it was because we had two other things on the go: our paddles and another business which we don't do anymore. My photography was just about going out and doing it for my paddles, shooting whatever I liked. Mm. Um, and every now and then I'd, you know, do in a little event or get a little job, um, did some, like, freelancing for papers and so on. And then every now and then you get another paid job. But I would pretty much just try and learn my craft, really, 
just practicing, practicing, practicing. And eventually, yeah, like I said, you get a few more jobs in and I can make a bit more time towards that. So that's um, it's just a building thing and I think it's, there's no quick, easy way to do these things. Um, like to think there is, but th- and, and every other every other time it'll be a moment of, um, okay, well, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then that some, happens. Yeah, and then someone comes along and goes, well, you know, that's that's okay, but, you know, did you see this? Did you look at that? Did mm. you, you just go, oh, my God. <laughs> I try not to look at the competition too much because then it kind of gets you in the back of your head and go, oh, you're not doing good enough, you're not doing good enough. No, no I, I try not to do that. Uh, I, For me, one of the things I actually struggled with was understanding how contrast worked. Mm. Like understanding how the difference between a, a, the black and the white, even though it's fully color, there's a you could be washed out, it could be really really saturated and beautiful and that sort of thing. And it, it took me a really long time to try and figure it out. Like it wasn't until I started doing black and white photography that I actually kind of like oh, now I get it. <laughs> mm. Sometimes it could be too much, sometimes too little, and yeah, 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 yeah. I think to me, I try and. I mean, I shoot mostly in colour, but I, I have a, if I see something and I go, oh, that's going to make it black and white. I mean, most digital cameras, you can just switch it to black and white and see it. But um, I haven't done that very often. But you know what, when you see it, mm. you go, oh, that's going to be, yeah, like that. And, um, and you know, the, and then that's when the, it's like film, like mm-hmm. your digital is just the raw image. It's the, the starting palette mm. after that. You've got to do, well, you don't have to. The idea for me is that I like to take it back with a vision in mind of what I can do mm. with a scene to make some elements stronger or fade some back a little bit so that there you know you can create more balance or story into that scene. So that's um, I think it's, it's a really big part. It's like developing your film. Like mm. even if you were just to straight out develop your negative, you can still do quite a bit of it mm-hmm. when it goes to print. I mean, mm. even the, you know, when they say the old masters and they, they take a shot and that that was it, you know, out of the camera. It's never that because... No. <laughs> There's a whole lot, whole lot to it. Yeah. I mean, even the masters, they would spend, I don't know how many iterations of that negative to, to different prints that they would treat in different ways to get something out of that scene. Yeah, that that is the one thing I haven't done yet is trying to do darkroom photography or like like get into the darkroom and try and do it myself. That's that's the next step. But you can you can do yeah. that digitally too. Mm. Like you can scan your negative mm. and then take it to whatever program you use to um you know to mm. develop it as such. Mm. Yeah, so the only thing I don't have I don't have like a proper film film scanner at the moment. So I'm just doing like it. I've got the, this cheap one I bought for like two hundred bucks. It's not it's it's okay. But it's not, mm. it's not, it's not like if you'd send it away to a lab and get it properly scanned. It's not that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in town they'll do it. Oh, okay. You just have to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll because they'll develop it mm. and give you back your negatives and print them if you want them, mm. um, or scan them. Mm. Yeah, so you can get them onto. A, I don't know how they deliver them. Disc, yeah. USB, whatever. Disc does it? Does that happen <laughs> anymore? <laughs> I'll have to inquire. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, but that's yeah for. To, uh, Photography is a great tool, but it's a never-ending. Like I'm, I'm at the 
almost about to take the first step on a very long ladder. That's mm-hmm. how I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time you think you take a step, you go, oh, yeah, okay. There's way more to it than I can explore than what I'm where I'm at. And it's the, what do they say? It's like the ten thousand photo rule or something or other. Ten thousand ten thousand hours or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. So to learn a skill. Yeah. Yeah, well, for me, I did kind of the opposite thing with photography as well. I, I didn't just do film. Um, I started out with the idea of becoming a cinematographer. That's actually how my business started. Mm. And um, I'm all about, like, the video productions, that sort of thing. And it's like every sort of uh, cinematographer I would ever sort of research or watch or read, like, an interview from, they said, oh, yeah, I always just shoot photography here and there. I was like, uh, maybe... Maybe I should p- pick up photography as well, and I kind of did, and that's kind of took it in that direction. It's actually it's significantly improved my image capturing abilities. I can tell you that. Mm. Um, I mean, it's it's because I, I find it interesting, and like I don't know if you can relate to this or not, but I don't find too many photographers that do the video too much. Mm. I don't know if you notice that around town or much or whatever, but. Yeah, you know, there seem to be just photography or video. There's not no one's sort of in between. I'm kind of in between that, which is kind of weird to me. Mm. But yeah, for me, like I, I'm heavily stills focused, um, and I realise that I need to get like just basic behind the scenes and things like that to yeah, some sort of motion content because that's Instagram now is very heavy on. Mm-hmm moving stuff so and my cameras can take unreal footage but it's because you're concentrating so hard on the still image especially if it's if it's not you know if it's a landscape that's different but if you're into some sort of event or action it's difficult to switch from taking a still to then making some sort of quality motion recording so it's my focus just goes it is it is a mind flip because you it's it's a even though it's you're still taking images, it's a completely different beast. Mm. So I, I had to do that last last weekend. I did another event out at the harbour, and they actually asked me to do like a a minute long video. I was like, oh god, here we go. <laughs> so I, was, I had like two cameras on me, one like a telephoto and one light wide, and had the gimbal going around. That was a mind fun. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was a, that was hard. That, that's hard when you've got a, you know you. You don't want to miss a good still shot. You don't want to miss any of the, the motion action, you know, like peak moment of something that's going on or a culmination of something that's happening. It's hard to do both and, you know, get that 100%. So, yeah, no, no, that's – for me, I would – if it was a repetitive kind of event, mm. we go, oh, yeah, that's, that's going to happen again. Okay, cool. So I'll get some stills on this round and then maybe I could switch over and get some motion the next one. But, um, you know, I think that's where creatives in that field can complement each other, you know, where you can, you know, someone's on the video and someone's doing the stills. And then um, even though it's, I think I did a little thing the other day where I just did take a little bit of motion just for that, for a scene. Mm-hmm. And um, a few minutes of footage that went to the videographer just for a different angle. Mm-hmm. And um, so that can work in. So um, so how did, how did you... Um so what sort of photography are you mostly in? Like are you doing like portraits? Are you doing events? Or what's your sort of angle? Yeah. It's a good question because um, I love portrait work mm-hmm. and I like fashion, beauty, avant-garde. 
something with a weird capture something of the person that's pretty important to me and I'm still trying to get more and more down that hole you know we're actually capturing the inside not just the outside that's presented and so breaking down into that um, but you know I'll shoot still life wildlife sport everything it's it's I'm a photographer so mm. I just I would I believe that my skills are good enough that I can get to a situation, sort it out, take a picture. Mm. Or not, not take it, make it the picture. Yeah. The reason why I asked that picture, because the uh, reason why I asked that question, I should, I should say, is because there's, when you say photographer, there's a whole bunch of subcategories of what that oh. defines a photographer. You know, yeah. there's people that purely do sport. They do sport and that's, an, that's all they do. Yeah. They don't do portraits or anything like that. Then there's like the wildlife people who just do wildlife. They can't be bothered with dealing with any people. No. So it, it's kind of a – when people ask you, oh, do you know a good photographer? It's about like, you know, yeah, I know several photographers, but, you know, what what kind of photographer do you need? Do yeah. you need someone who can do stills or like, like portraits? Can you do events? Can you do sports? Because mm. they're different – Different beasts altogether, and you know, if you get Uncle Bob who knows how to do the wildlife thing, he's probably not going to do your your wedding too well. If you know what no, I mean? No, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I I don't really do weddings, but a, a very good photographer in town actually gave me a bit of a, a chance back in the day, and I assisted with her for quite a few weddings, and um, yeah, that was a really good insight and made me realise I don't really want to shoot a big long wedding, and um, but she's really good at it, and. She's got a lot of skill and a lot of history um, locally, and uh, so yeah. So I, I'm not. I would do a wedding, but I'd be like, um, I'd rather do it like documentary style, mm. where it's um, subtle. And if they want a posed photo, yeah, I, I still do that. Like I'll even at an event, I'll go. Oh, there's a nice little spot. Come with me. There's mm. a nice couple. Let's sit down. We'll set up a couple of lights or do something mm. and make a nice, deliberate portrait. And, you know, the rest of the event will be just like people yahooing and posing for, you know, their normal, like, um, photo booth photos and things like that. And uh, and then whatever else is going on. So I don't like to pigeon myself too much, but portraiture is really – I really love portraiture. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I would – I will admit my, my least, like – I'm I'm okay with most stuff. Like event works, kind of my bread and butter when it comes to most photography. That's what most people ask me for. Because mm. I used to do the nightclubs up here some years ago. That wasn't fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you'd start a shift at like eleven o'clock and finish at three a.m. You could do it for a little while, but man, after two years, yeah, yeah, that's a big grind. No, not great, yeah. not great. Because you kind of lose your weekend basically. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, a lot of stuff, that events and those sort of things are on the weekend or sports mm. or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been had a couple of busy weekends, but, you know, I love doing it. So, you know, and people too, like if it's a family or a, uh, something that's going on there, you know, they're, they're often the most free on the weekends as well. And um, so I'm, I'm happy to do it. So right. how, how do you, like, generate business for yourself? Do you, like... Ad, like, do you create advert, adverts for yourself on like Facebook or ha- word of mouth or what's your what's your process? I haven't gone down that Facebook ad thing mm. or Instagram ads. Um, I do put posts up, which I'm 
struggling with at the moment mm. because of I'm kind of anti-social media, but it's one of those necessary mm. evils. Mm. And um, so I do. I just put a regular post on there and try and make it interesting. I usually say too much. You know, I talk the story instead of letting images take too much of the story. Um, and so I have a couple of Instagram pages for one for photography, one for our paddles, mm. and um, same with Facebook. And yeah, but no, no advertising. Most of it comes from just pushing myself out there, talking to people and other people referring me if I've done a reasonable job and they're happy. And that's that's pretty what I, pretty much what I rely on. And the um you know, people do see the photos and they ask questions, oh, you know, have you got any of this and this, you know, from whatever event and you know, they'll be available if they want them. Mm. Um, pricing is another thing, you know, like I'm not um, I'm not going down the you know, twenty dollar shoot and burn rabbit hole. I'd I put a fairly high value on what I do. Yeah, as you should. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's that makes it hard for the people that are trying to do that because there's so many people that'll do it for, you know, if they had to make a living on it, they couldn't. It's a great little bit of pocket money, mm. but they don't realise how much time they're probably putting into, um, well, A, their practice of their gear, mm. and then what it takes to make the photo better afterwards, you know, processing talking back and forth with a client you know it's uh you can you can burn time oh yeah oh yeah like videos are like and compound that whole thing by it does yeah well i the last wedding i did i not only did i take the photos but also shot their ceremony video at the same time Mm. (laughs) so that was a so using all these three cameras here and i was running around around with my two cameras which i was thankfully i had an assistant with me like Thank God. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that would have been a nightmare. But no, it, it, thankfully they just asked me to do the ceremony because if anything else, no, it wouldn't, wouldn't have worked out so well. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, and that's the, that's the thing. A lot of it with a client or even if you're doing um, something on a complimentary basis, you know, and I choose to do complimentary stuff all mm. the time because I like doing it mm. and you don't have to answer to anyone. No one's getting paid for anything. So you can be as creative as you like and, and make it up as you go or, not, or pre-plan it and mm. follow it as you go. Um, so you can start off at one point and then, and then say, oh, what if we do this, move here, do that, you know, add some elements and away we go. Um, that's where that creativity comes in afterwards. But um, kind of lost the point then, the creativity, the, um, the value of it. But... Um, Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the the the, um, the the time that it takes, like to to be able to do that or to have those skills, that's all got to be factored in because a lot of people, if they've got a skill in something, and they've been doing it nine to five, yeah, they don't want me come around saying, "Oh, can you come do this for free?" or for nothing, or for you know, box of beer. Some people do, but you know. I regretfully did so do a, a one for free, but it was okay. Oh, I don't want to say which one it is, but uh, it was. Uh, I'll, I'll bleep it out. But it was like relay for life. I did that one for yeah. for um, charity thing. I was like, eh, it's okay. I'll do it for two hours. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I think you've got to do those things to yeah. to to get your name. And I mean, I do I do stuff for the for a local group that I just hope that they pass my name on. You know, I've done yeah. it for years, um, and you know, sometimes. 
they'll come to me and someone will want a, an image um, and, you know, I'll get another job off it or other people see what I'm doing and then they'll eventually go, oh, yeah, we can use you for, for that. How much do you charge to do something like that that I've seen there? Mm. And that's hopefully how those things come back to you. Mm. And um, free is a bad word. should be yeah. complimentary or, you know... Uh, Whenever I do something for free, I'm I'm look also thinking of like what angle can I spin this? So that that, that sounds that sounds bad, but um, like you know how can I generate extra business from this free event or something I might be doing? Is there some way I can make this work in my favor in some way? Can I you know generate a handful more clients that way? And that's a kind of how I did the Relay for Life event. I they ended up putting my branding on their their page where I was like, okay, that's cool. I can do yeah, that. Yeah, that's 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 what you hope for. That they get a win, you get a win, mm. and you know that that snowball rolls a little bit further and gets a little bigger, and uh, you get a little bit more traction from other people who see all that, especially if they like your work. And not everyone's going to like your work. No. And like you said before, with um, comparing yourself to other people, that's I do that all the time. It's like. You know, you see stuff and go, ah, oh, wish I'd done that or, oh, man, that's really good or, oh, that's that's rubbish, I can do way better than that. Oh, I and see that all uh, the time. Oh, that's it's, it's, oh, it's, it's not the point. You know, the point is yeah. you need to be focused on yourself doing what you like to do and not everyone's going to like it. That's the point. You want to find the people that do like your stuff because they're prepared to put more value on it than, than someone that can use their iPhone for whatever. And, you know, with photography, that's another thing, like, it, the game's going up all the time because, oh, yeah. especially with video too, it's if you can't outdo what your iPhone can do, there's no point in having that gear yeah. and doing that job. You've got to be better than what is on offer mm. that everyone's got in their pocket. That's why I just started my my website. And I only just just this year, like I've been doing f- photography for like ten years, but I've only just been doing it professionally for maybe since about 2016. That's when I just went, like, actually tried to get paid work for it. And, um, yeah, only just this year I've actually done my actual website, finally. Mm. I've got my portfolio all set up. And I didn't – I don't understand why it took me so long to actually build it. <laughs> I have no idea. Even though I went to uni for, like, web design. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like me, the cabinet maker, you know. I'll get someone else to make the cupboards and I might put them in or mm. if that, you know, like it's – if that's your grind, why would you do that for – you know, the mechanic's car. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> Why do we get ourselves into those situations? I have no idea. No idea. Yeah, but that's, um, you know, it's an interesting road and there's, it doesn't matter how much you know or think you know, the, you, the ego has got to, and the mind's got to step back and let the process happen and you just keep going down that journey. Because if you try and um, outsmart it or, think that you're smarter than someone else or better than someone else, it's just going to come back and bite you in the ass. And uh, so you just, uh, you know, I think I'm trying to be more and more humble all the time and just, you know, pair it back and go, yeah, okay, I'm just I'm just a baby in the woods here. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to step through, keep doing what I can do <laughs> and work it from there. Do you ever sometimes when you go get to a job and you're like, oh, shit, how am I going to make this work? You ever, you ever get that where you're like, you not like the first – Maybe 10 or 15 shots you do, you're like, okay, 
I've got to try and make this work into something cohesive. Yeah, especially if you turn up somewhere and you've not seen it. Mm. Um, like I've done a couple of things like that where I do some stuff for the paper and it's like, mm. yeah, you know, I've pre-visualised everything I'm going to do and I've, I think I've got this nailed. And you're happy with the results of the day and you go, yeah, this is going to be pretty good. I'm really happy with right. that. <laughs> and then, and then uh, you know, the people that really know what they're doing, they come back and go... Yeah, didn't quite make it there with, you know, this and that. And I go, oh, okay, oh, <laughs> radio. <laughs> so, you know, I think I've gone to, you know, 80%, 90% gone out of my way to really, to really nail it. Mm. And um, in reality, it's like 40%. You know, it's, 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 it's hard work to really oh, make yeah. that image or to make that extra level. And, um, you know, you can get to 80%. Of stuff, but it's the last twenty percent that takes up all the time and energy to make that stand out and push it over the line to something special. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, couple couple of days ago, or maybe a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Um, a friend of mine uh, asked me to come and take some pictures of a couple of dancers doing thing, and I was like, the lighting in the studio was kind of bland. Thankfully, I actually had like a light kind of like this going on. I was like, all right, how am I gonna? sort of make this work and I started I turned off all the lights maybe after like the first hundred photos I took and then I was like okay so it's black how can I make this work and I ended up putting a light behind them facing me mm. so the light was coming directly onto me and as they were doing their pirouettes or their jumps or whatever I would create like a like a silhouette mm. and there'd be like a really cool like rim light rim going light, around yeah. it I was like oh yeah I know what I'm doing now and that happened like probably in the last maybe half hour I was there. Yeah. It was just like a Sunday. I was like, oh, I got nothing else to do. All right, cool. Let's come do this. Yeah. yeah. I think you practicing like that and, and trying different things is the only way to understand it. You can watch all the YouTube videos and listen to podcasts. and But until you actually get a hold of some gear yeah. and try it. I've got um, a mannequin at home mm. and uh, – you know, I'd try all sorts of different lighting and bits and pieces on that to, to to just practice that sort of stuff because yeah, like I said, you can you can look at all the Facebook posts and techniques and all the rest of it and but it doesn't gel until you actually do it, especially with your own gear, mm. because they're using probably different gear to what you're using. And they've got a different eye, they've got a different situation, everything. So you really there's there's nothing other than walk on the path. To do it, yeah. For me, I've I've started moving more and more away from actually trying to look at what other people are doing, like in in tutorials that sort of thing. Is because like yeah, you'll watch like a hundred of them and it doesn't quite sink in. Like you're saying, you sort of have to put the pen to the paper and get it get it working. And um, yeah, I I I fully sympathise with that because I even I don't even really watch um, like camera reviews much anymore because it's like well. No, I'm serious. I don't really watch them much anymore because it's like, well, I've already got decent enough gear. I'm going to try and maximize every little inch of that camera to its until it dies, basically, until that mm. shutter doesn't work anymore. I'm going to keep using it. So, you know, I get, yeah, yeah, gear and stuff doesn't interest me. I, I like the gear that I've got, mm. and and um, I went to that gear from another brand mm. because I could see something in it that really suited what I did 
um, especially you know by the beach, ocean, water. Um, that was just another another level for me to mm. to allow that flexibility, and um, like I basically threw a tripod away, so that was I still use it occasionally, but you know I can be mobile, flexible, fast, crisp, sharp photos, and you know that's that's the only reason I. But I didn't I don't get into into gear too much at all. Make do. The only time I've ever, I'm really using like tripods at the moment is so I'm doing some like low light stuff and yeah. it requires like a three second or four second exposure. Like I did a photo of um, there's a car wash down mm. here. Mm. I was I've always been thinking about maybe that would be a really cool photo, but like like eight o'clock at night when there's no cars there and where all lights just on, like the neon lights are going on. And actually, yeah, I was like I was like screw it, it's a Sunday night. Let's go. Or maybe maybe it was a Thursday night. I forget now, but anyway. I just went out and did it, put it up three second shutter speed or wherever it was, and turned out great. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that's uh, I do a lot of um, moving, even in in portraiture. I like to have some element of something moving, mm. and um, and that comes back from me being by the ocean. You know, like I I like to have that blurred water and even blurry things in it. That mm. um, it just gives it another look to me that works and um so i try and incorporate that into even into portraiture stuff and that's um a lot of the stuff i still do handheld because my camera will just hold it Mm. i can i can do up to three four seconds Mm. probably six if you're really good i'm not that good (laughs) (laughs) hold your breath yeah 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 yeah. but um yeah so for me that's that's the only reason i like that gear that i use Mm. yeah what are you using at the moment? Do you mind if I ask? No, no, I don't mind. Yeah, Olympus. I love Olympus. Yeah. yeah. I've got the EM1 Mark II and the EM1 Mark III. Mm. Um, they've got inbuilt ND filters, you know, stabilisation, unbelievable. Um, live composite, which is a which is a feature that I've been loving because it, it, I used to do oil painting back in the day. Okay. And um, when I do a certain technique on the camera using that, that feature it ends up looking like an oil painting okay like a i don't know if you'd like you can use a brush or you can Mm -hmm. use a palette knife so you can like a like a spatula Mm -hmm. so you can sort of apply the paint Mm -hmm. and um build up layers and it's quite thick and um and that's the effect i'm getting from what i do on the camera there which i'm i'm loving it doesn't always work but yeah sometimes it just nails it yeah it's great yeah, all these lenses are Olympus, except for that one. That's the only Panasonic one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. that's oh. the ultra wide, and that's the twelve to fifth, uh, twelve to forty. I do have the one fifty to, yeah, sorry, forty one fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the little pro, uh, the pro one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They oh, great lens. Well, I got the lenses because I like the manual overdrive on them, because mm. uh, I do video with these things, and I don't. With this one, it's focused by a wire, so it's not super accurate. But with these ones, you can pull out the clutch, and it's just like yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's um, yeah, I, yeah. That's that's about as geary as I get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I've had yeah, I've had these cameras for years and years, and they're still going okay. So I'm like, eh. yeah. Well, I, know <laughs> another, I know another guy that uses those. Um, you know, he's got big production going on, yeah. and that's what he uses the Lumix. Yeah, 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 pretty good. I've only just sort of built up this kit over a couple of years because I, I, like I, like I said, I do weddings here, here and there, 
not too often, but um, it's I like having the three exact cameras that they that way they look identical. Well, you get the same look and feel. Mm. You know how to, they operate. Otherwise, yeah. you yeah you just get lost. Yeah, yeah. And to change it, you know, there's no point probably in changing it because it's it does the job. Oh yeah, no one's really complained. No, no, no one, no client has ever said, "Oh, what camera are you using?" I can tell by the photos. You know, has anyone said that to you? Like, no. <laughs> Mm. You could use you could throw in a bit of iPhone footage in with whatever you've captured, because it works, and they have got no clue. No, like I've I've shot, um, believe it or not, I've actually shot stuff for council with these cameras. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like, like, there's, there's big production. I mean, there. Um, I think there was a I can't remember what it was. Like one of the TV shows, mm. their last final episode was shot on handheld digicams. But, you know, for a major TV show. I don't know it was like um, one of the American ones. I'm trying to think. I think I, I, I think I know which show you're talking about. Was it House? It might have been House, yeah. yeah. I was trying to think. It's, it's some medical yeah. kind of one. It was House, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, Don't right. worry. I went down that rabbit hole too. I was like, no. Because yeah. <laughs> I got a fi- – my actual, like, photography cameras are the 5D series. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah. I've got the Mark IV and a Mark III. Yeah, yeah. I got the Mark IV first, so that's like the first, my first actual like, all right, I'm somewhat professional now. So for the longest time, I was using uh, like a little ADD, which is why I had for five or six years. And before that, I had another Canon. It's like, well, the nat- natural natural progression is to go to the 5Ds. That's why I was like, all right, mm-hmm. like fine, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. and I only, I needed a, a second body to do this wedding. So like, okay, I'll just pick up the Mark III. It's fine. It's fine. They cut together fine. Yeah, yeah, that's the main thing. As long yeah. as you can do something with it when, you, when you've got your finished um, or your, your raw materials, mm. yeah, as long as it works together, that's the main thing. You don't want to make it harder than it is. No, no. Well, Marty, thank you so much for being on the show. No, I, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. This is the first no, episode because we're about 40 minutes in and this is like great. I really appreciate it. This is good. No, it's good. No, thank you so much. I no, much appreciate it. Yeah. All good. Yeah.